Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. You know, the Lord, you can find Deuteronomy chapter 11 if you would. Uh, The Lord spoke to us, uh, and you can get the CD if you want to hear the whole thing, but uh, about this year being a year of more for us. Uh, more for more of us receiving from God, more of His blessing, His anointing, uh, His power, etc. But then also of Him having more of us. Yes. And one of the things I get, didn't get to talk about Sunday morning, I, I didn't I ran out of time, but I want to talk about how I want to talk about the word connection, and how the word connects us to the blessing, and how the word has to be uh, the word of God has to be a vital part of our lives. And if we're going to walk in the blessing of God. And there, there are uh, a lot of scriptures. That I don't know that we'll look at that. I don't know how many we'll look at tonight. We may look at uh, several. We may not. We'll just see. But there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible that talk to us about how the Word is connected to the blessing of God. And so I want us to go begin by going, going to Deuteronomy chapter 11. Have you found that? Verse 18, the Bible says, Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. So Orthodox Jews, you know, they, they some, not all, but some, they wore uh, what they called phylacteries. Fly, 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 fly I had a hard time saying that. Um, but they were like leather straps that had pouches that had the Word of God in them. And so they, whether God literally meant for them to do that or not, I don't know, but they took it literally and they did it. And verse 19 says, And he shall teach your children speaking, and you shall teach your children speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. That sounds like pretty much most of the time, doesn't it? And, and uh, you know, you're either sitting or you're walking or you're lying or you're up, <laughs> right? You, I mean, you're either, you're, either li- you're either down or up, right? <laughs> One of the two. And he says, you shall write them upon the doorpost of your house and upon your gates. And this is the reason, that your days may be multiplied. And the days of your children in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give them, and the King James says it like this, as days of heaven upon the earth. God wants us uh, to have days of heaven upon earth. And it's, it's the word that connects us to the blessing. And so uh, he literally is saying, saturate yourself with the word of God. Saturate yourself. You know, and that's what God told Joshua. You know, when Joshua was uh, taking over from Moses, the Lord said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it day and night that you may observe to see, to do according to all that's written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous. You will make your way successful. You, you will have good success, the King James says. So it's not up to God whether we have success or not. In this, in this way, now, now I mean, God's provided. If He hadn't provided, we couldn't, there's no way. But it's up to us to partake of it. He's provided, but we got to partake, amen? And so, um, 
you know, it's just, it's just like, you know, you, you can provide things, but it's, it's up to people to partake of them. You know, I mentioned that Phyllis liked Cheetos. Maybe I won't tell who, but somebody gave us 50 bags of Cheetos. Well, at least they were little. They were smaller bags, but they're still 50 bags. And so we had family over, you know, her family was over for Christmas. And so the rule was you can't leave this house without taking a bag of Cheetos. You got to take some Cheetos. Because as much as my wife likes Cheetos, there's no way she's eating 50 bags of Cheetos. Amen. I mean, eventually, yeah, but I don't know if they're going to last that long, you know. I mean, eventually she would, but it'd take a while to do that. And so she's still got a few Cheetos left. But anyway, but, you know, you can, you can, you can, have, you can have provide things, but people have to partake of it. And God's provided success for us. And I talk about success, I'm talking about in all realms of life. How I many know God's not just interested just, just in your spiritual life, as some people teach? Uh, he made us spirit, soul, and body, Amen. right? He made us three parts. Our spirit, of course, our spiritual life, of course, is the most important part, but it, it's not the only part. I mean, some, to hear some, some, some people preach, you think the only thing God wants to do is get you saved, and then you just, you, you know, as we say, hump it along the best you can. But God has provided for us in all realms of life. And that's the Bible if you read it. Amen. It's in there. I said, it's in there. Amen. Someone said to me, God doesn't care anything about your finances. I said, well, well, why does he have 2,000 some odd verses in the Bible about money if he doesn't have anything to say about your finances? I mean, you better read a little bit more, you know. So, uh, so when, you, when, you, when you read, and that's what God told Israel. He said, if you want your days to be like heaven on earth, then you saturate yourself with my word. God told Joshua the same thing. He said, if you want to be successful, then, son, the, the key is the word of God. It's going to connect you to the blessing. Now, the psalmist said, matter of fact, we may look at some scripture tonight. I want you to go to Psalm 1, because the psalmist said something about this also. And I, want us, I think it'd be good for us to put our eyes on it. Psalm 1. So we understand that the word connects us to the blessing. God wants us blessed. But there's a connector. You got to connect to it. You got to plug into the power. Amen. You know, something's not working. The first thing to do is check and see, is it plugged in? Right. And, um, you know, I've, I've had some issues. And, you know, sometimes I know people, don't, I know it's plugged in. Well, sometimes the smallest things is what's wrong, you know. And so you have to plug it in, right? Amen. I'm going to say I had some. I, I, I switched from a, a one type of phone, what a Samsung, to an iPhone, and uh, you know, and, and and I just didn't like it, you know. I mean, and all my grandkids are, oh, you've got to be kidding me. The iPhone's the best. I say I don't like it. I don't like it near as well. And well, you just don't know how to use. It. I said I've got an iPad. It's the same thing. The iPad, same thing as iPhone, except you know, it's bigger. But same, 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 same operating system. So I know how to use it. I just don't, I just don't like it as well. Well, anyway, praise God. I offended, I offended half the church right there. But anyway, Samsung's just much better. See, I'm getting, that's right, I'm getting booze. It's, is it, isn't it illegal to boo your pastor? Isn't there, some, isn't there a scripture about that somewhere? Now. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you know, my grandkids, you know, they're, they're into iPhones, you know, so they're trying to tell me, well, Grandpa, you just don't know. You just got to get used to it. I said, I've been used to it. I've had, I've had an iPad for years. It's the same operating system. It's the same thing. I just don't like it. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I can tell right now I'm not going to get any favors from Apple. Hey, I like their iPad. I mean, I like it really well, but their iPhone, I'll take Samsung. But anyway, back to the Word, all right? <laughs> Come on, somebody get something out of that part right there. Can I get a witness from anybody at all? Samsung's better phone. Psalm 1, go there. The Bible says, blessed. How many want to be Blessed. Now, the Amplified Bible, you know, sometimes the Amplified Bible will pull out all the, the richness of the Hebrew meanings, and it'll say, blessed, happy, to be envied. Right. How many want to be blessed, yes. happy? Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. So blessed you're envied. <laughs> Is the man, now notice this, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, so, so I, listen, I have in my Bible your happiness, or you could say your blessing, depends on your walk. Amen. Not, not on God. He, as far as God's concerned, it's already a done deal. He's already provided through Jesus Christ everything we could need that pertains to life and godliness, the Bible says. But he said, it depends on you. What, what, what is it? Well, we don't want to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. What does that mean? We don't, we don't just take anything. See, too many believers take the world's advice. Really? I, I, man, I've been doing this for a long time, and church members sometimes will take the world's advice over pastor's advice. When pastor's giving them the word. Well, yeah, but, you know, CNN says, well, so What? Okay, Fox said it. Well, so what? How about what the Bible says? Amen. He says, uh, come on, y'all be saying him better than that, because you, you, can't, you can't go by this stuff, man. You can't go by what the world says. I don't take what the world says as final authority on anything. Zero. I go find out if God has said something about it. Amen. I'm not walking in their counsel nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But this is what he does. His delight's in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate, oh, every once in a while. Day and night, right? That sounds like saturation, right? Amen. And he shall be, this is what you'll be like, a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, you know, you get those trees along the river, man, and they got their roots in that riverbed. They're, they're, they're being watered when other trees aren't being watered. Hallelujah. Now, so I want you to see that, that look, it's talking about the, the connector here is the word. The, the word's the key. Amen. Go to James chapter, I don't know how many of these scriptures we're going to look at, but we may look at them all. How many are there, Pastor? Well, would you believe me if I said uh, 125? No, there's not. But, but I have a few, and I want us to see how, how, this, how, the, how we can track this through the Bible, how the Word is the connection to the blessing. James chapter 1, go there. James chapter 1, <clears throat> and let's begin 
verse 21, I'll have to clear up a little bit of this old English for you because we don't use these words today. But verse 21 says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Now, I know you use that phrase a lot, superfluity of naughtiness. But it means overflow of wickedness. And, notice this, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. In other words, when the word comes to you, adjustments have to be made. You know, we're, when we, you know, someone said this one time, they said, you know, the word uh, will just reveal your old ugly self. I said, no, the word doesn't reveal your old ugly self because the word wasn't written about your old ugly self. The Word reveals the glory of the Lord. And all you're doing is looking into a mirror. And you're seeing, you, what happens is, you, and when you look in that mirror, you can see, you, you, what do you see when you look into a mirror? If you looked in the mirror and you saw Pastor Jerry, you'd think, what? You see yourself. <laughs> Do you hear what this vain guy said? He said, you would say, man, I got good looking. All right. Opinion. Hallelujah. How many know, when you look into God's Word, what you see is the glory of the Lord. Now, when you see the glory of the Lord, it, it will point out areas you need to change, right? And it will begin to work to change those areas as you continue to behold it. If you're sincere, see, and you begin to, you begin to look at the Word and you're sincere, a sincere person will see things in the Word and they'll want to change. And so you won't stay the same way. You know, we hear this, uh, we hear this phrase in our church, uh, come as you are. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a true phrase. But let's don't stop there and make people think that they can stay as they are. See, to be in this kingdom, you got to change. you got to go from what the Bible calls glory to glory. you got to behold the glory of the Lord. Like when you look into the Word, you behold the glory of the Lord, and you're being changed from glory to glory. So, so, so yeah, you can come as you are. We all came that way. Well, okay, just as I am, without one plea. We all come that way. But what's being taught in the church that's so damnable today is come the way you are and stay the way you are. Grace has got you covered. Now, now, the grace of God teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldliness. The grace of God is the power to fix ourselves. And so, when you behold the glory, see, the Bible says, like James said here, he said that, that we receive the word with meekness. How I many know you have to humble yourself? A lot of people have a problem admitting they're wrong, but let me help you out. Everybody is at times. Amen. Lord, I thank you that I'm so humble. Thank you. Let me know you probably need some help. Amen. Or, or I, these groups, I, this, this, has got, this has got me for 40 years. These church groups that say, we're the only ones that's got it. We're the only ones that's right. And we're the only ones going to heaven. I'm thinking that's just a sure sign. You're probably the ones that aren't making it. Because once you get in the word, you realize, you know, we're still growing. Amen. And even though we may know some things, we don't know it all yet. Paul said we see through a glass darkly. We're still learning. Amen. And, um, you know, we got to give one another a little bit of grace. Right. 
Isn't that right? Amen. Well, yeah, but I mean, here I am. I'm this big faith person and they're not. Well, one, you weren't always that big faith person. And, and maybe you're not as big as you think. Amen. You know, you, th- you, th- you think sometimes you, you, th- you, th- you th- your thinking has to be renewed. How many know that? And, and when you get your mind renewed, the Bible says you can, you can walk in the perfect will of God for your life. See? Well, how do you renew your mind? You renew your mind with find out what God said. Yeah. This, this, see, this book doesn't just contain God's Word. It is God's Word. Amen. It just doesn't have sprinkled with God. It's the Word of God. So he said, lay, lay apart all that, receive the word with meekness. Uh, and verse 22, notice this, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So see, if you're someone, you just hear the word, but you don't, you don't apply it, you don't make changes, you don't make adjustments, then you're deceived. Now here's what I believe the deception is. A lot of people think because they know what the Bible says that everything's okay, but you've got to do what the Bible says for it to work for you. So I think that's the deception, is, and it can happen to all of us where we, well, I know what the Bible says. Well, that's not good enough. You've got to do what it says. If, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a, a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself, he goes his way, straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word, and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Everybody say work. work. There's work to be done, right? Uh, this man shall be blessed in his deed. How many know sometimes you get up in the morning and you go to the mirror, there's work to be done. Right? Now, not so much for me. There's not a whole lot I can improve on. Now, see, you're all taking that the wrong way. I, I'm just saying I, there's not much to help here. I don't know. You're still not getting it. I'm not saying I'm so good looking. I'm just saying there's nothing to fix. There's no hair to comb. You know what I'm saying? What, I, I, you know, I don't get out of bed with what do they call it, bed head. But I mean, sometimes people do. And, and, and they got to fix it. Right? It's weird in the society. They don't fix much sometimes. <laughs> You ever see people, I shouldn't say this, but you ever see people, you know, and they wear some of these outfits and you're thinking, if you just knew how you looked, you wouldn't wear that. Maybe that worked 20 years ago, but it's not working now, honey. I saw this guy, bless his heart, he's trying, I'm not knocking him. But, you know, these bike, these bike riders, you know, the, you know what I'm saying, the cyclists, they wear these uniforms, you know, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, I'm not a cyclist. I, I was a runner, but I never was a bike rider I was as a kid but you know they get into it they got their helmets on and they got kind of the, the I don't know what a tight shirt tight pants and this guy's riding man and I'm, I was out for a run that one day and he's out riding and he's got a big old belly and I'm thinking if you just knew how stupid this looks wear a sweatshirt till you get that down and then you can put something on there that's a little more revealing but until then figure it out wear black and wear loose yeah. Amen. hallelujah I don't know how we got off on that. Uh, we're talking about looking into, the, looking into the Word. How many know you see things, there's things to do, there's things to change? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Amen. And so 
you know, thank God God doesn't show you everything you need to fix overnight. But He does, He will show you. He will, little by little. You need to change this, you need to fix this. Amen. Now, well, <laughs> let me see. Let's, let me see. Well, I'm going to go to another scripture. Are you getting anything tonight? Yeah. All right. This is it's a little, we're going to a lot of scriptures tonight, I understand. But let's go to Matthew chapter 7, because I, I want to look at some of these just to show you. There's this connection between the Word and being blessed in life. Matthew chapter 7. Go there. So you got you to get the connection. Got to get the connection. The Word connection. Am I, am, I, am I hooking up with the Word? Amen. Matthew chapter 7. So, so adjustments have to be made. You have to be a doer of the Word. You have to, you have to apply it. You know, you, you know things, uh, things, if you're going to, if you're going to get, if you're going to get, if you're going to receive more of the blessing, you're going to have to change. I'm going to have to change. If, if you're satisfied where you're at, then I guess it's okay. But I, I, my, my, my uh, observation is nobody stays where they're at because the, the life is like a stream and you're going up against it. And you have to keep pedaling, man. You have to keep paddling. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, I don't think you just stay there. I think if you don't, if you don't keep advancing, you start going backwards. Yeah. And so, but if you want to get into the fullness God has for you, there's going to have to be some changes sometimes. As long the way, God's going to make adjustments. Hallelujah. You know, if you've ever been, you know, part of aviation, you know, which I don't know much about. I've, I've flown some, a few flight lessons and all. But one thing that, that you learn is you better have, you better have, you better have your direction right. You know what I'm saying? Because if you get off just a few degrees... You may not hit California. You may hit Central America. Because, you know, you, you know here, here's the thing about serving God. It's kind of like, like a triangle, upside-down triangle. You know, when you first get saved, there's a lot of room to roam. But it, the more you want to be on target with God, the more you want to be in His blessing, as you go down that triangle, it gets... That, that, it gets uh, Narrow and narrow and narrow and narrow until it comes to a point. That's the way it is in serving God. If you want to, if you want to be in the fullness of what He has, you got to, you got to begin to adjust. Amen. I don't know if I'm making any sense tonight, but you have to change. Amen. Verse 24, Matthew 7. Listen to what Jesus said. <clears throat> Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, and 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 does them right, not just hear them, but does them. That I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell, and it was found, and it fell not. Excuse me. So the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded on a rock. And everyone that hears these things of mine, and does not do them. So one hears and does, one hears and does not do, will be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I read that scripture because what I wanted to say to you out of this is this. Both of these houses 
went through the storm. They both did. So in life, there's storms. But the difference is, is are you doing the sayings of Jesus? If you do His sayings, your house will stand. See, we talked about Sunday morning a little bit about people in this church that have been given by the medical um, community. They have been given uh, a diagnosis as incurable. This will kill you. But yet, there's people in this church, they're not all here tonight, but there's people in this church that they're still alive. And it wasn't that the medical community was wrong. It's just that they were, these people were building their house on a rock by doing the sayings of Jesus. Amen. And they're still alive today. Amen. And I mentioned a couple, uh, three Sunday morning that are alive today. That the doctor says, you know, you, you know this, you're my only patients that I can call cured. Well, thank God for that. What is that? That's just doing the Word. Amen. That's being a doer of the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And you know, listen, tell me, let me just say this to you about divine healing. Divine healing, when we say doing the Word of God, of course we mean like believing. We mean like confessing. But there's a lot of other factors that go into this. How about forgiving? How about watching, you know, you're slandering and gossiping about people? How about open doors to the devil that you keep closed because you're a doer of the Word? Amen. We can't just be favorite word people. Well, I only do my favorite word. No, we, the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. We have to do the entire book. You say, well, Pastor, that's, that's a big chunk. I know. That, you know, I, I, I think I, I, read, I wrote about it in this week's bulletin. I think it might be this week's coming out. So here, here, I'll just tell you because most of you don't read it. So I'll just tell you. I wrote about the unsearchable riches of Christ and what Paul meant by that. See, that, that word unsearchable means the, the, you know, they're, they're past finding out. Well, what did he mean? Well, as far as you want to dig into what God has blessed us with, still, you can still dig more and more and more. Paul, in other words, Paul was simply saying, I, I, I preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. He said, I, this is Ephesians chapter 3 where he said, uh, he said, I haven't found the bottom to the barrel yet. I've been preaching these things for years, and I haven't found the bottom. You know, when you think, when you find one blessing, you keep digging, there's another one there somewhere. It's just unsearchable. Well, that would make sense because there's no searching of God's understanding. There's no end to it. The Bible even says, I love this, Ephesians 2, it says throughout all eternity, He's going to show His kindness to us. Just show His grace to us. Just be good to us. What are we going to get? I don't know. It sure sounds good to me. Amen. Amen. I think I'll just keep my ticket punched to heaven. How about you? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, all right. <clears throat> go to Deuteronomy 28. We just got a few more scriptures. I didn't think we were going to go to all these, but evidently this is the flow of the Spirit tonight. Deuteronomy 28. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 28. It says, you know, I've loved Deuteronomy 28 over the years. I've preached from this a lot. It's a great, great uh, chapter in the Bible. <coughs> All right, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 says, And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, and to
to observe to do all His commandments which I command thee this day, that, listen to this, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you if you, now notice, let me know if is conditional, right? If you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. And he goes on, and we're not going to read them, but he lists all kinds of blessings, you know, material blessings, financial blessings, different things that he lists there. Verse 15, same chapter, but it shall come to pass if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come on thee and overtake thee. And then there's a, several verses of curses. Some of them are awful. Anything you can just about think of, well, actually, anything you can think of that could go wrong is part of the curse. Because in verse 61, he said, Also every sickness, every plague, which is not written in the book of this law. So everything that could go wrong is under the curse. What, what's the qualifier? The qualifier is connecting to the Word. If you do the Word, all the blessings come on you. If you don't do the Word, amen, all these curses come on you. Now, we live in a society that is preaching. There's no absolute truth. Truth is, you have your truth, I have my truth, they have their truth. Anybody ever heard that? Well, here is the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the way, I am the life. The psalmist said, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. The word settled means it's, it's firm. It stands firm. In other words, there are fixed absolutes in life. There are some things that God said absolutely are wrong. There are some things that God says absolutely are right. Now, what we see in our society today is because Paul said, and he prophesied about it, he said, the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. It's demons preaching some of the stuff in America today. You understand that? These are doctrines of demons. And uh, when he says some shall depart from the faith, well, to depart from the faith, you have to drift from the Bible which is what we're seeing in America. America is drifting farther and farther from the Bible. Yeah. All right? And so there, there, there's no, just, just, just recently, just how silly we have gotten just recently. I think it might have been yesterday. Somebody may have seen this. There was a congressman sworn in, in Congress, and instead of laying his hand on the Bible, he laid his hand on a Marvel comic book. Now, that guy's not fit to serve in America. He's not fit. I mean, there, there is no power in... Listen, I'm not against Marvel comic books. But there's no power in it. But there's power in this book. Hmm? Yeah, they let him do it. That's how goofy we've become. We've come... There's no, there's no morality. There's no right or wrong. Who's to say what's right or wrong? Well, I'll tell you who's to say what's right or wrong. The, the creator of us. That's who's to say... Well, I don't believe in him. Well, that doesn't mean we have to follow your way of life. Right? 
It's like today, if somebody doesn't agree with one, then we're all supposed to say, well, we can't have that. Well, fooey on that. You be done by yourself. I'm not joining you. There are certain things that God says is wrong in his word. And you can, you know what? They're trying to shut us Christians up about it. But, you know, here's the thing about you could shut us up, which is not going to happen. But let's just say you shut us up and you got rid of every Bible in the world. You haven't changed the truth. When you stand before your maker, he's still going to judge you by the books. The books are going to be open. Once one of the books is going to be open. Right? We've got to live by this. Amen. So it's pretty easy to see what's happening in our nation. We used to be a nation full of blessing. I mean, I've got sinners that tell me what is happening in the world. I've had sinners tell me. The, this, everything's falling apart. Yeah, it absolutely is. And here's the reason why. If we obey the voice of the Lord our God, all these blessings will come on us and overtake us. But if we don't, all these curses shall come on us. Listen, people are about God judging Mary. He didn't have to do anything. We're doing it to ourselves. We're bringing the curse on ourselves, not us. You specifically, I'm speaking as a nation. Are you with me? When you can't even pray. You know, I mean, coaches have been like fired for praying on the football field. Well, I don't think you should make people pray. If you don't want to pray, there's the sideline. Go over there. We're coming out here and pray. And the problem is, is that when you kick God out, you don't just have nothing. That vacuum gets filled and it gets filled with devil. There's no way we can say, well, we're going to leave God out of government. Well, if you leave God out of government, that vacuum gets filled. And that's what's happened in our schools. That's what's happened in, in the halls of Congress in the Senate, in the White House, that's what, ha- that's what has happened there is when we kick God out and say, well, we don't want to offend anybody. Hey, they're already offended. And if you're going to live life and you're going to live blessed life and you're going to live a strong life, you're going to offend some people. You might as well get rid of it. Jesus said, if you live godly in Christ Jesus, you're going to suffer persecution. Some people are going to get offended at you. And now we got the church trying to keep from offending the world. Are you kidding me? If the world loves the church, something's wrong with the church. Amen. So here's the problem here. <clears throat> the connector to the blessing is obedience to the word. Disobedience to the word brings the curse. God doesn't even have to judge. I'm telling you, we, we, we're destroying ourselves. Amen. And these, these, these people that want to rewrite history and say, well, we, we never were a Christian nation. Where is your brain at? Would you go back and look at the old buildings and look at the scriptures on them? You get a brain. All right, praise God. At least grow, start growing one anyway. Amen. All right, now, since that went over really big, go to Psalm 107. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, you know listen, I just, I just know this. That I, I don't like what I see in the church. And I'm not talking about just all churches, but I don't like what I see in the church where the church is now accepting stuff that they know good and well is wrong, but it's because they, they don't want to suffer the persecution and be called a bigot, ostracized, and everything else. Well, if you're going to live for God, you might as well get ready to be treated badly. 
But the Bible says when you get treated that way, the spirit of glory and of God will rest on you, Peter said. I'd rather have the glory of God than the praise of men. Hallelujah. But the, the word, <laughs> that was intense. But how I many you know the word's the connector to the blessing? Amen. Go to Psalm 107. Did I tell you there? All right, verse 17. <clears throat> the Bible says fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Well, we've seen that, right? We've seen people get diseases because of their sin. Now, you know, you can't say that, you know, well, you can, but, don't, but you get called names. But, I mean, you know, if, if, if our politicians just grow some guts, you know, some of them have it. Some of them don't. Because some of them know the truth. You know, they know the truth that these, some of these diseases are caused by sin. All right. And, but you can't say that. Well, why not? You want to deal with it and help people? Get out of your sin. That's what the scripture says. Souls because, that doesn't mean because you're afflicted you sin. That means know that. Right. <laughs> There's this sickness out there. But, but fools sometimes, amen. Yep. It's like Brother Hagin was praying for Brandon. He said, I was just walking down this prayer line praying for people. And he said, I got to this one person and he said, out of my mouth came fools because of their iniquities are afflicted. Fools because of their iniquities are afflicted. Fools because of their iniquities are afflicted. Admit you're that fool and you, God will heal you. It was a young lady. Now, nobody wants to say that. That doesn't make you a popular preacher. But he said that, it was this young lady, and this young lady said, I'm that fool, I'm that fool, I'm that fool, and was healed. And the testimony was she'd been living an immoral lifestyle and had connected disease through her morality, and she'd been living like a fool, see? Why is it quiet, see? See, right now in the church, it's accepted. It's acceptable for, for people to live in sin sexually. But it's still, it's still wrong according to the Bible. It's still foolish. It's foolish for any of us to do anything contrary to what the Word says. Because everything God told us, He told it to, to bless us, to help us. See. And when she admitted she was that fool, you know what? She was healed. Well, fools, because of their transgressions, because of their iniquities are afflicted, their soul abhors all manner of meat or food. They draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And go, He's so good and He saves them. Hallelujah. Amen. I said God is good. Yes. Even though you've messed your life up, you cry unto the Lord, He saves you out of your distress. Right. But how does He do it? Verse 20, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God's answer to our problems is the Word. I love verse 21 and 22. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, for His wonderful works to the children of men. Has anybody ever messed up before? A couple times maybe. Three or four. More than that. Yeah. But you cry unto the Lord. Amen. And He saves you. The Bible says, verse 22, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. When's the last time you rejoiced? That's too long. Yeah. Amen. So you got to rejoice over what God, he's so good. Amen. Yeah. You say, well, pastor, I'll tell you what, I've screwed my life up. I've messed my life. Well, there's a scripture for you right there. Cry unto the Lord and he'll send his word and heal you. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Sure, we, you know, if we're going to throw stones, we're all going to get hit tonight. I know I've done things before and I got in trouble and I look back and then, well, that was my own dumb fault for that one. I got myself into that. But thank God for his mercy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Mark chapter four. Did you get anything tonight? Yes. All right. Believe it or not, I've got this scripture and one more I'm going to read to you. And we got through all of them that I had tonight. I think I had about nine. I can't remember now. Mark chapter four. And uh, I want to read this to you. Everybody say the word, the word. Connects, me connects me to the blessing. To the blessing. <clears throat> Mark chapter 4, verse 20 says this, And these are they which are on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it. They receive it. And, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Now, I remember old Pentecost used to teach this. They used to say, well, you know, God decides whether you're going to be 30, 60, or 100. It's God that decides that. But did you know what? If God was deciding it, we'd all be 100. It's us that decide it. It's how much do we give ourselves to God's Word? 30, 60, or 100. Amen. You've got to know that in the natural. How much you give yourself to something is how much results you get out of it. Amen. You know, I, I told you, you know, I'm, uh, in 2023, uh, I, you know, I'm going to lose some weight. But I'm not going hard at it. And I told Phyllis, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to go on these radical diets. I got friends that go on these radical diets. It's fine if it works for them. You know, I'm not going to, I can't have any carbs. I can't have any bread. I can't have any, you know, sugar, sweet and all. I don't do any of that. I have it all. But, you know, here's what my problem is, is I eat too much of that. You know, and you can do whatever works for you is fine. I'm not knocking anybody, but, you know, I, I, I got all kinds of preacher friends and, you know, when I take them out to eat, well, they're on this special diet. You know, I can only have meat or, you know, what I'm saying and, and all. And that's fine if it works for them, but it does, doesn't work for me. Uh, you know, so I just, you know, I, 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 I just, uh, you say, well, how do you know it doesn't work for you? Well, because I've lost 40 pounds before and, uh, and I lost about 30 some once. And so that's. Over the years, I've lost thousands of pounds. So I'm an expert. I know a little bit about this. And so, you know, I've got clothes that aren't fitting right. And so it's either like you got to either lose weight, son, or you got to buy bigger clothes. And bigger clothes means more room, and you know what that means. <laughs> it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like, like, like our church, you know, we, we, you know, we need space for storage. It's like when I, my office was done, there's a little section over there that, that, you know, another area you go through, and I was going to put a barn door up there and turn that into, you know, something for me. And I didn't do it fast enough, and now the sound people got all their stuff in there. Scott's got his stuff in there. Dustin's stuff's in there. Children's church stuff in there. There's even stuff in the nursery in there. So it's like, well, all right. Because if you got any space, you know, it gets filled with stuff, doesn't it? So I told folks, I said, you know, I'm not going at this fast. You know, it might take me a while, but I'm just going to cut back, you know, what I'm saying, instead of eating three donuts, two. Well, it wouldn't be three. <laughs> yeah, it might be a while, but anyway. 
I'm not, I'm just, just, just me. This is the way it works for me. Amen. I just cut back on portions. I came to church one time. This has nothing to do with the, my story, but my preaching. But I came to church one time, and people working at church, you know, and so I, I stopped at being a good pastor. I stopped at Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme donuts and got a dozen donuts, you know. And, and, and I think they were hot. You know what that means. It means you can drink them, you know what I'm saying. And so I've come in here, you know, and, and uh, I say, hey, man, I got some donuts, guys. Oh, we're busy. We're busy. We're too busy, Pastor. We, 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 we're too busy. I thought, well, fool on you. You're too busy to donut. I ate seven of them. All right, you guys got five left. You better get in here before I finish the rest of these. Anybody too busy for donuts? You're too busy for me, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to eat your donuts. So I did. I just ate them. So. Felt real good about it, too. <laughs> so I just, you know, it's like, all right, I'm just going to sit eating seven. I'll eat three. You know, keep cutting it back until my pants fit again. <laughs> Amen. All right, now let's go to one last scripture. You get anything out of this tonight? Colossians chapter 3, and we're just talking about the Word connects us to the blessing. It's in fair, the Word of God is so important to our lives that we can't just spend days and days without feeding on the Word and thinking about the Word and letting it renew our mind and changing our lives. You know, when we read something in the book, we do it. Amen. Now, <clears throat> verse, uh, Colossians 3, verse 16, this is it. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen? And we'll just stop right there because that's as far as I need to read on that verse. But Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen. Why? It connects you to the blessing. You want the blessing? You want more in your life? The word has a part in it. It's, you have to connect. Connect to the blessing through the Word of God. Amen. You know, here, here's the thing. You know, the devil deceives people. And, uh, but I realized that if we could just get everybody in, in our country to live by the Word of God, this country would be so blessed. And they would be so blessed. Sin, in the end, kills you, the Bible says. The wages of sin is death. Amen. And so, you know, the devil's got people deceived. Just like he deceived Eve. You know, he said, you know, this tree is good for fruit, pleasant to the eyes, a tree desired to make one wise. All he does is show you the good part that's good to the flesh. He doesn't show you the, the, the after effects. Amen. But there's after effects. Anybody's ever been a heavy drinker, you know that. Yeah, it may be fun that night, but there's after effects the next morning. Amen. And you know why you know why you feel that way? Because you poisoned your body. Your body's got poison in it. Amen. It's like one movie we were watching. John Wayne tried to get this young lady to take a drink of something, alcohol. And I loved her response. She said, I would not put a thief in my mouth to steal my brains. 
We put stuff, people put stuff in their bodies still in their life. Amen. But the devil's got them thinking it's, you know, it's all right. No, it's not okay. It'll kill you. Sin will kill you. Amen. You get something tonight, stand up. Praise God for his word. Hallelujah. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.